Hello again everyone and welcome back to The InDesigner, the video cast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2. And today is November 18th, 2007, two years to the day from the very first episode of this podcast. In that time, I've done 44 episodes, 33 of them video, and the average number of downloads per episode is now more than 20,000. There are 50 glowing reviews on the iTunes Music Store, and the podcast has opened doors for speaking and writing opportunities. But it's also let me get to know and help designers all over the world, which has been an amazing experience. And here we are now at episode 45, what I'm calling The Magnificent Six. Typically, I pick one feature and devote the entire episode to it, but where InDesign features are concerned, the whole really is more than the sum of its parts. When individual features are used in combination, they become much more powerful. So this time around, I'm going to combine six InDesign features to accomplish one task quickly and easily, and these are methods I'm sure you'll see uses for in your own work. So here goes. In this layout, I have a number of descriptions of classic albums. Each starts off with the artist's name, which uses a paragraph style called Artist. At the start of the artist's name, this frame with album cover art is inserted as an anchored object. You can see the connection guide and insertion point here. What I want to do is insert album cover art for all of the remaining descriptions, but I want to automate that process as much as possible. This is only one spread, but suppose this went on for several pages. Suppose it was 100 best albums instead of the 10 shown here. Using several InDesign features, I can reduce the work involved in this to a bare minimum. But first, let's take a look at the obstacles in my way. Let's take a look at how this anchored object is set up by control clicking on it or right clicking for Windows users and choosing Anchored Object Options. Here in the Anchored Object Options you can see I've already set this up as a custom anchored object and it's set to be positioned relative to the spine meaning it will reposition itself if it should appear in text that's on the other side of the spread and I've assigned all of the reference points for the object itself and its position, what the x and y coordinates of that position are relative to, including offset values. So a lot of work has been done to get this one image inserted how and where I want it. I don't want to have to do that work again. However, over here on the pasteboard, I have the empty graphic frame that I originally copied, then used to set up this first album cover. Look what happens when I copy it and paste it into the text frame just before the start of the artist's name for the next album. This isn't positioned at all where or how I want it. If I check this frame's anchored object options, you can see that it's picked up the InDesign default of inline or above line instead of custom, which is what I want, and none of my other specific settings are applied either. So I have to make that happen automatically. So I'll undo this, and let's look at another problem that's going to slow me down. If I place the album cover art for the next item into this frame, look what happens. It's way too big. So now I'm stuck having to resize all of my images in addition to repositioning all of my anchored objects. This is also work that I don't want to have to do. Finally, to put in all 10 or 50 or 100 or however many album covers I may need to insert, I have to get my cursor into position at the beginning of each artist's name, then paste it in. That's going to be pretty tedious too. 
using a combination of paragraph styles, object styles, anchored objects, and three new InDesign CS3 features, frame fitting, grep, and multi-file place, I'm going to show you how to solve all of these problems and eliminate about 95% of the work from this process. Let's deal with these album cover frames first and get them working harder so we don't have to. The best way to store settings for any object in InDesign is by assigning an object style to it. With this frame selected, I'm going to create a new object style from the Object Styles panel menu, which opens one of InDesign's biggest dialog boxes. I'll name this new style Cover Art, and because the frame was selected when the style was created, all of its attributes are automatically included. It has a fill of none, a red stroke that it's seven points, and which aligns to the outside of the frame. Over here on the left, notice that I have anchored object options built into this style. When I select that, you can see that all of the settings you saw earlier are built into this style. A custom object, relative to spine, with the appropriate reference points and offsets in place. Just below Anchored Object Options is a new CS3 feature, Frame Fitting Options, that can also be included as part of an object style. In the Frame Fitting settings, I can assign fitting behavior to an empty frame that will be applied when something, like the album cover art, is eventually placed in it. From the Fitting on Empty Frame options, I'm choosing Fill Frame Proportionally, which will fill the whole frame, even if it has to crop the image to do so. Since these images are all square, I'm choosing the center as my reference point, so the image will be sized out from the center, cropping evenly on all four sides wherever necessary. I'm done with my settings here, so I'll click OK to save the style. While I have this frame still selected, I'll apply the style to it, but you won't really see any change since all of its attributes are the same. Now I can go back to my empty frame on the pasteboard, select it, and click the name Cover Art in the Object Styles panel to apply the style to it. Now notice when I control click on it, the contextual menu doesn't show anchored object options, which should be right under Zoom, even though that's clearly part of the object style, as you can see on the first one. That's because the frame on the pasteboard isn't anchored yet. It's just an object as far as InDesign is concerned. But because the options are part of its style, they'll be activated and honored as soon as this frame is copied and pasted into a text frame, which is what we're going to do next. But I don't just want to paste this into the text frame once. I want to paste it in nine times, and only in very specific locations. To do that, we're going to take advantage of another new CS3 feature, grep searching. There isn't enough time in this podcast to fully explain what grep is. When I covered this topic at the InDesign conference in New York, and when I do it again at the Miami conference in February, it takes a full hour to explain and demonstrate the power of grep. In a nutshell, grep allows incredibly powerful search and replace operations that can search for patterns, conditions, locations, and variables, not just for literal text. For this example, I'll just explain as I go. But first, I'm going to select this empty, styled frame and copy it to the clipboard. I'm also going to put my cursor here in the first description paragraph and hit Command-F, that's Control-F on Windows, to open the Find Change dialog. In CS3, grep is one of three new search types. I'll click the grep tab and, while the dialog box looks the same, the functionality is very different. In the Find What field, I'm not going to enter any text, because what I'm looking for is the beginning of a paragraph where the actual text is different each time. 
Instead, I'll bring up the special characters for search menu at the end of this field, go to the locations submenu, and choose beginning of paragraph. That puts this caret meta character in the field, which represents the beginning of a paragraph. To limit the search to only the paragraphs for the artist name, I'll go to the find format area, click the specify attributes to find icon, choose artist from the paragraph style menu, Next, I'll go back to the Special Characters for Search menu, to the Wildcards submenu, and choose Any Character, which puts a period, the meta character for any character, in the field. What I've now told InDesign to do is find any character at the beginning of a paragraph that uses the artist paragraph style. In the Change To field, once again, I'll go to the menu at the end of the field, to the Other submenu, where I'll choose Clipboard Contents Formatted. I've copied the empty frame with the object style applied to it to the clipboard, and this tilde C meta character that appears in the change to field represents whatever's in the clipboard with all of its formatting preserved. Since I also had to look for any character at the beginning of the paragraph, I want to make sure that the specific character that's found is put back, no matter what it is. To do that, I'll go back to the menu under the found submenu and choose found text. Since I already have the first album cover image placed, I'm only going to search from the current cursor position to the end of this story. Now I'm all set to make the magic happen. Are you ready? You're gonna love this. I'll click change all, and nine replacements are made. And there are all of my empty frames in place and positioned where I want them. Let's take a quick look at these frames on the right hand side of the spread. The relative to spine option in the anchored object settings has moved these frames away from the spine so that they fall in the outer margin automatically, even though they're all inserted at the start of the artist name paragraph. Now all I need to do is place the remaining images. From the file menu, I'll choose Place, sort this folder by date, select all of the album cover art in the folder, then click Open. Here you see the new CS3 image preview in the loaded place cursor, which contains 10 images. Since I can see what I'm placing, I know just what frames to drop each image into. So I'll put the Beatles down here, Billy Bragg up here, I already have the Clash placed, so I can just hit the escape key to remove it from this group of images and get to the next one, Bob Dylan, which goes over here. And notice, as I place all the rest of these images, that they're all resized perfectly and automatically to fit in the frame regardless of the original size of the incoming image files. Let's review what's been accomplished here. We've placed, positioned, formatted, and resized 10 images, and it could be way more than that in a real project, consistently and automatically by putting six separate InDesign features to work. We've built anchored object settings and frame fitting options into an object style, combined grep with paragraph styles to insert multiple frames into text, then used multi-file place to quickly drop in all the images. That's six separate features working together to make my job faster and easier. This is exactly what I started this podcast for two years ago, to share this with all of you so that you can stop wasting time on repetitive tasks and get back to thinking about your design, making it better, and challenging yourself to do great work, even on a tight deadline. Thanks for coming along for the ride these past two years. It's been a blast. Year three begins with the next episode in a couple of weeks. 
In the meantime, please feel free to post your comments or questions about this or any other episode on the blog at InDesignSecrets.com slash TheInDesigner. Email me at info at TheInDesigner.com or look for me on AIM or iChat as TheInDesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Videocast and InDesignSecrets.com. Thanks for watching.